0: Hello and welcome to Creating Space Podcast. I am your host and your homegirl, Roslyn Davis. Y'all, this is our first episode ever. I am so excited. It has taken almost three years to get to this moment, but we made it. Okay, we are here. I am joined by my amazing producer, Solomon.
1: Yeah, here I come. Here I come. Let me get give a, a round of applause there, there, too. All right. Oh, wait. You want me to give myself a yes, round of applause? Yes, please.
0: All right. Yay. There you go. Hey, Welcome. Hey, 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 hey. I have my mom in the studio with us for some moral support for this first episode. So today I wanted to do something a little fun, a little get-to-know-me situation, if you will. We're going to spend a lot of time together over the series of this show, so we should know each other, right? Right. So Solomon and I are going to have a conversation where you get to know me, and then afterward, I want to get to know you. So I want you to send us an email or message us on Instagram some facts, some questions about yourself so we can vibe together. Okay, let's get into it.
1: You got me sucked into this, boy, I tell you. (laughs) I appreciate you. I'll tell you one one thing I'd like to know. When you first came to me and you talked about wanting to do the podcast, I'm always interested in – sort of what brought you to this point? You know, at some point you're sitting at home going, I have something I want to share. So what brought you to the point where you said, I have something I want to share with people?
0: Um, Great. This is why, this is why you are the producer, right? So I knew I wanted to share something 10 years ago, almost to the date when I was in college. Um, I went to Spelman College and I encountered some very interesting things there that I was like, I can't be the only person who's going through this or is curious about this. So I actually started a blog to share my thoughts and things there. And then when I was in Atlanta, so many people were like, You have a really nice voice. You should be on the radio. So after three or so years of hearing that, I was like, Okay, I'll do a podcast because podcasting really wasn't like a thing I think until for me at least until 2015 or so and so when I first heard my first podcast I was like I want to do that one day um and I took it more seriously I say maybe 3 years ago God was like okay girl get it together it's time to get your podcast together and I didn't know where to start I didn't know what it would be about so as I said in the intro it took me 3 years to find your studio and sit in this chair here today
1: <laughs> oh good and that's and that's an interesting point because i know when i when when someone you know fills out a request to come to the studio one of the things i like to do is sort of look up what they're already doing and what they've already done and you had this really really interesting domain and it was was it we are creating, we are taking up space we are taking up space yeah. and i'm like okay what does she mean by that exactly so <laughs> i had to look it up And I thought it was very cool, and I thought the concept was cool, and I went and looked at some of your Instagram stuff, and one of the things that you said originally was that you had this idea, and then you sort of came back and said, you know, you've retooled the idea that now it was going to be Christ-driven. Yeah. Okay, so what did you mean by that, and why did you make that decision?
0: That is a really good question. So what I mean by that, and this is how I am doing my business, this is how I live my life, is that christ my belief and my relationship with Christ is what drives all of my decisions. It drives how I communicate, how I show up in the world. And there was a time where that wasn't the case. And that wasn't the case in 2020. When I started the company, we are taking up space. Um, and so I at that time, I was offering services. I was a life coach. I offered um, a bunch of stuff, um, brand, uh, brand copies. I was doing copywriting. Um, I was a virtualist. I was doing a lot of things under the brand and I was burnt out. I was doing way too much. As you can hear, those things are not really, they're kind of disjointed. So I was burnt out. And not only that, but I feel like my creative well kind of ran dry. And I think of myself as a very creative person. Right. So I was like, okay, this is not working. Like what is the missing piece here? And it was because I wasn't like, allowing God to partner with me in the creativity. And so my ideas are coming from myself, not from God. And I believe that God is like unlimited. He can give me so much creativity. So I was like, let me make this thing about him. And now the ideas have just like been pouring in. And so taking up space, the company is really about building people like me who want to have their faith Um, in the forefront of their life and help it lead their business, their relationships, their creativity, um, all of that.
1: Okay. Now, um, you mentioned COVID or 2020. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, that's the height of COVID. Now, for a lot of people, including myself, um, that was a very transformational period. And I I feel like it was the one time where the whole world got to pause and reevaluate where they are in their lives, reevaluate what they want to do. How was it transformational for you? And what do you feel like How do you feel like you came out of it stronger?
0: Yeah, it was. It was. So that actually was when I started my business. Um, And I was very blessed to be able to start a business when some people had to pivot their business or even close their business. And that was because a lot of businesses were now going online and doing virtual services and virtual meetings. And I had started a virtual assistant business in the summer of 2019. So it was almost like God was, like, setting me up for COVID before it even happened, you yeah. know. Um, oh, Siri, not you, girl. Um, and so... And I have so, the
1: same problem with A-L-E-X-A and Oh, stuff. you can't
0: even say her name No, just you hear cannot, it all. Yeah. You <laughs> I was like, what is that noise? Um, and so it was transformational because that was... That was actually my second business that I owned, but it was the one that actually made me money. And so I was able to pay my bills for a little bit and it kind of gave me this new um, confidence that I just graduating college, I didn't really have. I was kind of like, where am I going to go from here? And so in 2020 in COVID, I was building my own business from scratch. I didn't really, I had no mentor. I didn't take a business class. And so I learned a lot of tools that I thought were for that business, but they're actually for for now. Um, and I also got married in 2020, and I had to congratulations. Thank you. So my husband and I couldn't go anywhere because the COVID. So it was just the two of us in our little apartment all the time. And I think that really, um, well, one, so that we actually like each other a lot, and it yeah, really... that's a requirement, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. And it really cemented um, just our bond, really. So 2020 was transformational personally, spiritually. I started reading my Bible as I shared in another episode with my mom. That's when I started to really build my faith for myself. I grew up in church my whole life, um, but I didn't always have a relationship with God for myself. And 2020 is where I really started to build that relationship because I had nothing but time. I was working still, but virtually I still had so much flexibility.
1: Got it. Okay, and so you mentioned college. Uh, where'd you go to college?
0: Spelman College, okay, Atlanta, Georgia, the number one HBCU. Hello, yes, you know, she I went says
1: there. that, and I'm thinking, isn't that that one from the Cosby Show? I never don't. So
0: the one of on the Cosby Show was called what was it? Hillman. Oh, Hillman. It, yeah, that's what so it was. So okay. Hillman was a college for men and women. Spelman's only for women, but Hillman was kind of what they did was they combined like Morehouse and Spelman. So Got Morehouse it. is okay. the all boys HBCU. Yeah. And Spellman's all girls.
1: So spell so Hillman was inspired. Exactly. By. Yes. There you there go. We go. And then if you don't mind us wanting to know, how old are you?
0: I am 28. I always forget until someone asks me how okay. old I am.
1: <laughs> okay. And you obviously chose the entrepreneurial route. Uh, was that right out of high school? Was that on or college? Was that on purpose?
0: Yes. Okay. I never wanted to uh work for someone else, as a lot of people my age don't. But actually, I do have a real job. I do have a nine to five, um, which also allows me a lot of flexibility. I work in philanthropy. Nice. Um, but my entrepreneurial spirit actually began, I want to say, uh, I might have been 10. Mom, when did I have that card business? How old was I? Was yeah.
1: Mom is murmuring in the background.
0: Okay. Right so when I was 10 years old, I would sell handmade cards in my neighborhood with just a piece of printer paper. I would write a nice message on them. I might have colored on them. I don't think I did. but And then I put them in like a photo album binder and I would walk around and I would sell them to my neighbors and they would buy them. So oh, since wow. I was 10, I knew that I wanted to be creative in the way that I made money. And right out of school, um, my major was very broad. It was comparative women's studies. So I could really do anything with that because I learned so many different lenses. And so there wasn't a job that was like really my vibe. So where I work now, my foundation was actually one of my virtual assistant clients that I ended up um, onboarding full time there. And that's what I do outside of creativity and ministry.
1: Wow. Okay. Okay. So when you mentioned creativity, what are your, some of your core skills? Are you a designer? What do you – you, or you can even just say, what are your passions? What yeah. is it you really oh, like Yeah, oh, that's to a good do? question. Okay.
0: Um, one of my passions is music. I like to sing. I was in the choir growing up. Um, when I was in college, I worked at a muse- I worked at two music studios when I was in school. Um, I actually was an assistant for – at a Grammy award-winning sound engineer. So music is really, like, in my bones. Um, I'm passionate about a little bit of design. Like I, I can, if I have to, I think if I had more time, I would really want to develop that skill more. Um, so music, design, writing. I like to write poetry, books, um, writing prompts for, for clients. Um,
1: yeah. Have you lost any jobs to chat GPT yet? No. Good for you.
0: Not yet. <laughs> Not yet, but it's probably coming down the line. That thing is taking us all out.
1: It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, let's see what other questions I wanted to ask you. Um, okay, so enjoyed writing and music. Um, so usually when people create something, uh, they always, they're always they typically solving a problem. So what kind of problem do you think this podcast will solve for people?
0: Yes. Great question, Sullivan. This podcast is going to solve the problem of boring, judgmental, dry Christianity. And it's going to solve the problem of people feeling like they're the only person that is going through this thing. I, there's a saying that says like, I don't look like what I've been through, something like that. That's me. That's me for real. I have been through... um. So many things, a lot of grief um, at what I think is a very young age, Um, a lot of questions about like my worth and my purpose and why do I exist and what am I supposed to do in this existence? And the stories that I'm going to share, the guests that I'm going to have on here, I think are really going to speak to the fact that none of us are alone in our experiences and nothing that we experience is happening for the first time, except possibly covid. Um and so I think the problem is going to this problem that's being solved is is the need of community um and the re presenting and the candid conversation about um not even Christianity but knowing god and building a relationship with god.
1: All right. I I like the approach because I think um that so many people when they especially when they start to incorporate god into anything that they're doing they do it from such a, um, I don't know, just a cut and dry approach. Like you either have to be totally on board with this or not. Yeah. But, you know, now you have this approach where you can integrate God and you can talk about God into everyday things. Every and you day, don't come yeah. off as overly religious. You yeah. Know, you're not throwing it in people's faces. Yeah. It becomes more of a normal part of things. And so I do like that approach with you.
0: Thanks, Solomon. Yeah, be One cool. thing I like to say is relationship over religion. I'm not a very, like, religious person, when I think of religion, I think of like structured um practices and kind of more like rules. And I don't live my life that way. Um, I do go to church, but I would say we're not even really, really religious there. It's more about the relationship, like having a relationship um with God for yourself and letting that influence how you live more than it is about following these rules and trying to be like this perfect buttoned up Christian.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Or a lot of the the um the rituals that go into it yeah I get that okay um let's see name three things you'd want people to know about you
0: okay three things I want people to know about me I wrote this question and now I don't know an answer (laughs) Um, you did you wrote it I did oh somewhere in my notes um okay One thing I think is interesting about me that people probably don't know from first glance is that I have 12 tattoos and (laughs) my mom's laughing.
1: (laughs) Wow. I thought you said you had 11 tattoos.
0: Oh, okay. Something like that. 11 or 12.
1: Okay. Sometimes
0: I forget that I have them. Like I have one on my ankle that I never see and I'm like, oh yeah, that's there. Um, I love to express myself in different ways and my tattoos are all from different like parts of my life uh I think I got my first one like oh my first one I got in college my second semester of school because I barely survived the first semester and so that one says fearless because I'm like not afraid of was trying to take me down wow. um and then i <laughs> and then i got like some. i got this one when i was visiting my brother in china
1: okay. hold it up let me see there it is okay
0: it says family in mandarin so my mom my brother and i all have this matching tattoo so all of my tattoos are from like a very important moment in my life um so yeah, that's a cool fact. I okay,
1: think. good. So no tribal armbands or anything that'll be like, no. you know, t- 10 years from now, you're going, why did I ever do that? Yeah, nothing no. Nothing like that.
0: I do have this, this queen here and my daughter, who's one and a half, sometimes, I don't know if you can see it, she points at it sometimes and I'm like, you know, one day I'm going to tell her not to get tattoos, but she's going to be like, mommy had this big old queen on your arm. So
1: yep. that one's going
0: to be a sticky situation. But no, nothing that I look back and I'm like, why did I do that?
1: Yeah. Parenting 101. Right. You got to put an age <laughs> limit on it. Yeah. And you got to say, well, you can't do it until. Yeah. This, I didn't have mine until I
0: was 19, actually. So that's a good, good piece of advice. We'll go with that.
1: Okay. Two more.
0: Okay. Two more. Um, woo, Two more. I, and everyone may not agree, but I personally believe that I don't know how to dress. I feel like I'm learning how to dress. And it is because of TikTok. So I think
1: we need the wide shot for that. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> She's got the cargo pants. Let's see if we can do the take his shoes out there. Look at that. All right. My
0: husband bought me these. Now, those Thanks, are called babe.
1: pandas, right? Or something like yeah, that. Yeah.
0: That's like the street name form. I think the real name is like Low Dunk something. Dunk. That's Dunks, what I've heard yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So I had this friend in college who was actually a lot of my friends are very stylish. Um, she actually works in the fashion industry now, but, um, I always felt like I didn't know how to dress. I just wanted to be comfortable enough to dance and move around how I was moving. And all the other girls were like super cute with their makeup and their heels. And I had a closet full of heels that I never wore. And so I honestly feel like I didn't know how to dress until how old is my son until three months ago.
1: Because
0: oh, okay. I started watching all these videos about outfit formulas, and so now I use them, and so I'm learning how to dress at 28.
1: Well, the funny thing is now I think most most people in that age group have forgotten how to dress, yeah. and they dress just like you dress now. Yeah, so they're... it's like you did all at work <laughs> for nothing.
0: There's a girl I found on TikTok, and her whole page is about helping millennials catch up with the times and how to dress. And I'm like, wow, have I really gotten to the age where, like, I don't know what's hip and what's trending anymore? I think I have. One more. Okay, one more. One more. I like to sing. Some people say that I can sing. I'm one of those people. And some will say that I cannot. I'm not going to sing now for you all to judge. Maybe later. At some um, point. At some point, yes. I um, I was in a – at. At Spelman, we have these things called pageants um, where people can perform their talents and win a crown for different things. And my one of my roommates and my best friends, she was in a pageant uh, for, to be Miss Sophomore, and I was actually her background singer. So I would think that means I can sing, that she asked me to be her backup singer and she won. Well, she, was, she won second place. And so um, I always say before I retire, my creativity, I'm going to put out an EP with songs that I wrote and sang.
1: Cool, cool. All right, so <laughs> that is three. You've fulfilled that responsibility. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, let's see. So um, tell me who you would be, now other than your mom, because you did mention you're going to have your mom as a guest, yeah. but who would be the ideal guest? When you, when you envision this podcast, you envision yourself sitting there talking to someone, yeah, and they'd be talking about something. who would that person be? What would you be talking about ideally?
0: Oh my gosh, that's such a good question i hmm, that's good. I would be talking to someone who went through a huge experience, whether it was good or bad um, that they that taught them a lot about themselves, that showed them the skills that they have in their toolbox, whether that be um, that they're a good communicator, whether it's their tool was God or writing, someone who went through something that showed them what they have in their toolbox and they want to share those tools with other people. So someone similar to myself, I suppose.
1: <laughs> okay, good. So it's less about, helping them through that and more about celebrating them coming out of the other side. Yes. Right. I think on the website you wrote giving people their flowers, right?
0: Yes. Got yes. It. Because okay. I know a lot of people similar to my mom who have not just overcome things, but also accomplished things um, that I, I want to celebrate. I know a lot of podcasts are like self-help podcasts and it's helping the, um the listeners or even the guests kind of, process what they've been through. This is not that. I want to celebrate that we've already processed it. We've already been through it. And what did we learn from it? And how can we celebrate that and share with everyone else? Because someone else may be in that place now or reach that place eventually. And they could think back and like, wow, I'm creating space. I heard about this. And I'm going to try to apply that to the situation right now.
1: Okay. So then we'll probably be asking guests what what were some of the steps that they went to to get where they're going. So that serves as inspiration and and sort of a call to action and a you know a to do list for people who are trying to get through that same situation.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's the process that I used to use with my clients when I was a life coach. I mean, I guess I still am at heart. Um, One of my favorite things to do with my clients was journal practices. So we would talk about a situation, and I would create questions on the spot that helped them break down, like, what is the problem we're trying to solve? How did we get here? What part did we play in it? How can we move forward? How can we avoid it for the next time? So I really like to pick things apart and get into the details um, to help us move forward. I'm very, like, solution and problem-solving oriented.
1: I bet the hardest part of that was the what part did we play in it? Because people love to, like, blame everything else but them. They didn't have anything to do with it.
0: Yeah, and that was one of the things I had to overcome when creating – When rebuilding, taking up space in my younger years, I loved to be the victim because it's like I have no accountability. It's not nothing's my fault. And once you once people stop playing the victim in life, you really gain so much power to realize I actually can make decisions for myself. I actually can change what I'm seeing, what I'm feeling around me. But you have to realize that you aren't the victim. No one's going to save you but yourself.
1: Got it. Well, now I noticed next to you here, you've got um, four books next yes. to you. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about um, your experience with those books and which one probably means the most to you.
0: Oh, my goodness. Which one means the most?
1: Give us the titles first. Okay. So, people so can first
0: see we have it. I Thought It Was Just Me by Renee Brown. We have Crazy Faith by Michael Todd. We have "Braving the Wilderness," also by Brené Brown, and "Balance" by Torrey Roberts. So, Bunny, two of these are pastors, and Brené Brown is a a doctor. I believe she's a sociologist. I can't remember exactly, but she studies um, shame. That was what her PhD was in. Was like oh, wow. researching and studying shame and how it's like not actually a useful tool for growth. Um, or for propelling or encouraging change. And she talks a lot about vulnerability um, and transparency as a way to um, start our healing process and to have deeper connections with people and the world. And so actually, I'd say the one that means the most to me is Braving the Wilderness by Brene Brown. I read that book um, on a cruise in 2017, or yeah, with my parents. We were we toured the Caribbean on a cruise, and that was the year that I graduated college, And I actually had one more semester left, Um, right mom? Yeah, I actually had a few more things to like tidy up um, before I could actually like walk the stage. So I didn't end up walking with my class that I came in with, I walked with the next class. And that was really disappointing to me because I was like, you know, I want to get it done in the four years that everyone tells you you're supposed to. And I'm walking people that I don't even know. I didn't spend any time with. I have no memories with these people.
1: You didn't go to war with them. Exactly. They wasn't shooting
0: in the gym with me, you know? So Braving the Wilderness actually was a book about putting yourself out there and um, being willing to be isolated and kind of be in the wild to find yourself, to find um, your purpose. And it was just like such a timely book because I felt so alone. All my friends had already left Atlanta or they were in their master's programs or they were just moving on. And I was by myself in the wilderness, like, well, what am I going to do after I graduate? And it was scary, but that book showed me that it's actually a beautiful time to not be so um, influenced by, you know, all my friends to really get quiet with myself and with God and be like, all right, I'm out here. So what's next? So I think that book Means the most to me, and it really kind of catapulted me forward into my life postgraduate, postgraduate, nice graduation.
1: And we can probably find that on Amazon. Not that this is a you know pitch or anything, but
0: but I mean, but it's life changing. If you want to get it, highly recommend. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, I tell you, that's all the questions that I have for you. Okay. Um, I'd love you just to sort of tell everyone uh, what they can expect, uh, and you know, give your pitch for them to give you their time.
0: (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much for joining me, Solomon. That was a lot of fun. So, folks, what you can expect from Creating Space Podcast is similar to what you saw today. A lot of laughs, a lot of life lessons, a lot of talking about faith, and most of all, love. My number one goal here is to help everyone feel like they're not alone in their daily walk through life, through relationships, through career, through parenthood, whatever it is that you are doing there's going to be someone on this podcast who can relate to you, who has a word of encouragement for you. So we're going to be doing some live journaling sessions. We're going to be taking listener questions and we have a lot in store. So be sure to come back and visit us. You can follow us on Instagram at the creating space pod, and you can follow me on Instagram at it's Roslyn Davis. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you back for the next episode. Until then, take care. Bye.